0: everybody, I hope everyone is doing well. We're going to finish up uh, chapter 4 today. And Monday we pick up with chapter 5 where uh, we see Jesus as the triumphant one who is the only one able to open the scroll and break the seals. But before we get there, we need to finish up chapter 4 and have some understanding of these four living creatures around the throne. So today's episode will focus largely on the four living creatures around the throne of God. John sees four living creatures flying around the throne who are singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now they have six wings and eyes all around, even under their wings. Each one has a different face. One has the face of a lion, another has the face of an ox or calf, another has the face of a man, and another has the face of an eagle. These four beings are a special order of angels, and there is much to be said about them. All of it, of course, serves to show the glory of God and the masterpiece that is his plan. Now, these four living creatures are quite interesting when you dig deeper. Let's break it down into bite-sized pieces. There are two types of angels mentioned in Scripture, cherubim and seraphim. Cherubim are described as having four wings and are typically seen or described serving God in a guardian role. In, you know, in the Garden of Eden when man was put out of the garden, God placed cherubim there to guard the tree of life so that man could no longer get to it. Genesis 3:24. After they after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Ezekiel 10 says that he knew they he that Ezekiel knew they were cherubim, and they had four wings. Ezekiel ten also describes them serving to escort the glory of God out of the temple prior to the Babylonian attack that would usher in the age of the Gentiles. So Ezekiel twenty eight fourteen says that um, he gives well Ezekiel twenty eight fourteen gives way that this is also the order of angels that Lucifer belonged to. Uh, before his fall a very popular belief is that lucifer was the worship leader in heaven but i haven't found anything that explicitly states that 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 was his role you know and that it involved leading worship ezekiel however does specifically call him a cherub meaning that he is from the order of the cherubim whose role is typically seen as a guardian or warrior like but we can go down that rabbit hole another day now We see Isaiah describe the seraphim and their purpose. In Isaiah 6, 2 through 3, it says, Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. Uh, With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling uh, to one another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now you can see how what they're singing in Isaiah is very similar, um, almost identical, at least in the first part. It is to what you see the four creatures singing uh, when John sees them in um, in his vision of heaven. So right here you can see the the two types of angels and some of the differences. Uh, in them so we see the differences between the cherubim and the seraphim and the seraphim are seen in a worship role and are described with six wings and interestingly interestingly though the description of the four living creatures seen flying around the throne of god have six wings and are serving in a worship role but they have faces similar to the cherubim described in ezekiel the ones who escorted out the, the glory of God out of the temple. Now also in Ezekiel 10, you see the correlation with the cherubim giving hot coals from the altar to someone. And in Isaiah 6, you see a seraphim bring a live coal from the altar of God to touch the lips of Isaiah. So there are clearly some differences in the two types of angels, but it would seem that there is some overlap as well. In Revelation 4, John does not clarify that the four living creatures are be uh, that are flying around the throne, he doesn't clarify that they are cherubim or seraphim. Okay, so they have six wings and are serving in a worship capacity like the seraphim are described as doing, you know, in previous scripture. But their faces are strikingly similar to the cherubim described in Ezekiel. So we can definitely chase that that rabbit or go down that rabbit hole on another day dealing with the differences between the cherubim and the seraphim and, and how that is all laid out in scripture, but we'll save that for another time. So I know that it probably seems like a lot of information about angels and these four beings that John sees, but I think it will serve its purpose as we go along. Plus I found it fascinating and there's definitely a few rabbit holes you can go down uh, on that topic of the angel's. So, and especially uh, the Lucifer part as well. So, now, for the interesting part regarding the four different faces that these beings are described as having, uh, the four faces mentioned are a lion, an ox or a calf, depending on the interpretation, and a man and an eagle. So, a lion, a calf, a man, and an eagle. Uh, These four symbolize a few things, so let's unpack that starting with the 12 tribes of Israel. Historically, the 12 tribes were divided into four groups, and each group was on one side of the tabernacle when they would camp. So four sides, four groups. Three tribes made up each group, but each group had a tribe that was designated the leader of that group, and the other two groups would follow uh, their lead. Yeah, and they were rallied under the banner or flag of that lead tribe. Each of the twelve tribes had a flag representing their tribe, but each group rallied under the flag of the lead tribe of their group. The first group rallied under the flag of Judah, which carried the image of a lion. The second group was led by the tribe of Reuben, under their flag, which bore the image of an ox or calf. The third group, was led by the tribe of Ephraim, and their flag had a man on it. And the fourth group was led by the tribe of Dan, and their flag or banner had an eagle on it. Now how unique is that? Okay, So here we see the four faces representing the four groups camped around the tabernacle, making up the, the twelve tribes of Israel. These are the four faces of the beings flying around the throne and they are the same images carried by the four groups that surrounded the tabernacle where God dwelt among them. Now here comes the really cool part that makes all of this significant. From the 12 tribes to the four living creatures around the throne, these four faces represent the four faces or phases of Jesus' redemption of mankind. God revealed these symbols as he was beginning to form his people. He desired to display them uh and to display to them what he needed to do for mankind's salvation from sin. Okay, so the lion represents the overcoming of sin to set up and advance the kingdom of God on earth. Jesus was the overcomer he overcame sin on our behalf you know the calf represents the sacrifice uh, of a servant willing to su- suffer so the calf or ox represents a sacrifice that they were accustomed to in the old testament okay this the symbol of the man represents intercession like a high priest to remove sin and to bring forth fruits of righteousness in god's people the eagle represents the judgment Uh, a time when truth is revealed decisions made rewards and punishments given out and god is vindicated okay jesus is the one who overcomes sin on our behalf he came to serve and sacrifice his life so that we could be redeemed he became the high priest who intercedes for us before god and he is the one who justly judges each person and will carry out the final judgment and reward uh and reward the believers accordingly you know, is not that cool to see God laying out the plan with Israel long ago and carrying it to fruition through all through Scripture? These four beings bear the four faces of redemption. This shows that not only is he worthy to be praised, but that the fullness of redemption and salvation belong to him who sits on the throne. And that is just awesome. In closing, there are a few other points I would like to make regarding the end of chapter 4. The glory of God was escorted out of the temple just prior to the Babylonians attacking and beginning the age of the Gentiles. And, that, and the glory of God has not dwelt among his people since then except for when Jesus was present on earth. The four beings remind us, that, remind us with their praise that he is the one who was and is and is to come that he will return and his glory will once again fill the temple that he will once again dwell among his people and we will discuss that much more as we go through revelation now lastly you see the four beings calling everyone to fall down and worship the one who sits on the throne this is shown when the 24 elders fall down before him and lay their crowns at his feet and say you are worthy our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. So in chapter 5 you, you will see these same four beings surrounding Jesus and they call everyone to fall down before Jesus and sing a new song worshiping the lamb that was slain. The one who is worthy to be praised and found worthy before God to open the scroll and break the seals. This once again shows that Jesus is God and receives praise just like God does. You know, He is God in the flesh. And I think that it is fitting that this scene in chapter 4 begins the way it does. And it begins by showing John the glory, power, and majesty of God while displaying the shalom and stillness that exists in His presence. And that our first priority is to worship Him. Before God allows John to see anything else, He shows him what is most important, and that is to give God all the glory, honor, and praise that he is deserving of. Okay, guys, don't miss Monday as we jump into chapter 5 and things really begin to get more interesting and intense. God, once again, thank you for your word and how it teaches us. Thank you for reminding us that our number one priority is to worship you and to live a life in honor of you a life that would bring glory and honor to your name god it is so amazing to see your plan laid out throughout scripture and it's it gets me excited to to study it even more thank you jesus for overcoming sin being our sacrifice for for interceding for us before the father and for being that righteous judge i pray for all those listening that you would Speak to their hearts that you would strengthen their spirit, that you would comfort them where they need comfort. Encourage them where they need encouragement and give them boldness to stand and declare your truth. Wake your people up, Lord. Call them to action. Set your church on fire, God, and let revival fill the land. Let your church remember its first love And to equip the believers to go out and reach the lost. Let your church remember to sharpen the believer by challenging them in their faith. Then let those believers go out and become fishers of men. God, may you receive all the glory, honor, and praise for you are worthy of it. Amen.